Dear. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. You gotta um, talk over the music. You gotta be a little more professional than that. We're getting paid the big bucks here. The intro music, you gotta be able to talk over to it and let me fade it out. Well, you're supposed to fade it you're out. It to wasn't be a professional here. It Jacqueline. wasn't fading. <laughs> All right. So we are here for the New Year's Eve edition. Um, and we have a full slate um, with no Thursday game and obviously no bye week. So we're gonna try to roll through this pretty quickly. Hopefully, Steve will cooperate on that endeavor. All right. So, Chad and um, Kathy over here. Now, as we go through, we'll try to mention, like, obviously, we're heading towards the end of the season here. So, we have teams that are have playoff implications, teams that don't have playoff implications. Um, we also have um, COVID hitting the league pretty hard. So, we'll try to mention all of that stuff as we go through the list. Um, so first game on the list is Las Vegas at Indianapolis, um, open at minus seven and a half and it's down to minus seven, which is kind of strange to me that it only moved to half a point because Carson Wentz was added to the COVID list. They're acting like he's going to play, like he can clear in time, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, but I guess we'll find out. So obviously that's. Big, as big as Carson Wentz can be to a team, I suppose. Uh, I didn't write down who his backup is. Do you know? Brissett? No. Mm-mm. He's in Miami. Miami. Oh, it's um, it's like oh, Elink or something. He's yeah. like the rookie quarterback from like Texas. Ellinger they drafted him. So there were, they were even talks that they were <laughs> well, going to. they called Phillip Rivers, <laughs> yeah. which personally yeah. I would have loved Sorry. to have seen that. Yeah, I mean, he would have been, it would have been tough. But basically what happened is, is. The, C, uh, the CDC went out and said, you only have to be quarantined for five days. So the NFL quickly adjusted so that it impacts their rules for unvaccinated players who, if you were unvaccinated and tested positive, minimum 10 days out before this week. Now it's down to five days. So Carson basically tested as soon as the game was over. He tested positive. If he has no signs or symptoms of COVID, then he can uh test negative five days later and play this week. So that's why they are hoping that he can play. But if this was any other week prior, he'd had no shot. He'd automatically be out. Yeah. So I don't know to what extent, I mean, this guy's kind of an unknown. I don't know to what extent Carson Wentz really hurts. Well, the line's seven right now. So isn't it it as if Vegas is anticipating Carson Wentz to play? I assume. Yeah. Or they're they're not giving the Vegas Raiders any credit. I don't know. Um, On that side, we also have, I think Waller was injured and he was added to the COVID list. So it sounds like he won't be there. He's definitely out. He's been out since November. Um, But the one thing I did notice is that the last two wins that the Raiders had were against Cleveland and Denver. And what do you think that those two teams share? Cleveland and Denver? Yeah. Bad offenses? No, they're a run first team. What's Indy? Run stop. Run first team. So I kind of lean Vegas here. What are your thoughts? 
Um, I like Indy because I expect Carson to play. I think Vegas is cooked. They play a real team. They're going to get smoked here. So, um, you know, this is all predicated, and I feel 90% sure that he's Carson Wentz will play. Um, this is a minor bump in the road for Indy as they're trying to catch Tennessee. I don't expect Indy to stumble the rest of the way. Okay. And if they do, it could be this game. But, I mean, I think this is, you know, a definite win. So, and I, I didn't mention, like I said, I was going to mention, um, but the Colts are obviously playing for the division. Um, the Raiders are a very long shot to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, they're part of that. What are they, seven and eight? They're part of that seven and eight train record. I think they're, no, they're eight, eight and, and seven. seven. Yeah. Okay, so from a playoff, <clears throat> I have a clear view of the playoffs here. So, you know, I'll talk a little bit about it as it comes up and it pertains to the teams we're talking about. But Vegas is the 10th seed right now. If the playoffs started today, they're eight and seven. Um, the seventh seed in the playoffs is Miami, and they are also eight and seven. So Vegas is right there. They're yeah, tied. they have a shot, but yeah, they would absolutely. definitely need to win this week. They're going to lose a tiebreaker, so they, yeah, they'd have to win out. All right. Um, so I don't have a strong take on the game, but I do kind of lean Vegas, just like a gut. Um, next game up is the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Open at minus four in favor of Chicago. It's up to minus six in favor of Chicago. Apparently, Joe Judge said that the starting quarterback, or he didn't name a starting quarterback and said it would be both Glennon and Fromm, which is obviously very strange. Um, and Chicago is going to start Andy Dalton, which I... Pretty sure Nick Foles started the game last week and they got the win last week. So I'm not exactly sure whether they went and put Foles back in this game. But this is kind of two bad teams playing each other. I'm not sure I want to do much with it, um, but I would lean the Bears. But taking the Bears as a six-point favorite just don't feel right. Steve? Yeah, I mean, this is a train wreck of a game, right? You got yeah. the two sucky quarterbacks for the Giants that are going to split time probably and Andy Dalton starting for the Bears. So... Um, I don't really like this game that much. I would take Chicago because I just, you know, firsthand saw the Giants and th they're freaking horrible. They have no clue. So I think that this is probably a game that Chicago can win by more than a touchdown. All right. Next game up is Tampa Bay at the New York Jets. It opened at minus 11 in favor of Tampa Bay. It's up to minus 13 and a half. Um, we have Arians is on the COVID list, so he will not be on the sideline. Obviously, Chris Godwin, um, Leonard Fournette are out. Evans was activated from the COVID list, but apparently reports were he looked sluggish at practice. I don't think he matters much. Um, but there were reports that uh, Antonio Brown tweaked his ankle at practice. So that's not good. Um, but you can run on the Jets. And I think that Tampa Bay can do enough against the Jets to win. I would feel comfortable taking them at 13 and a half. I would prefer Antonio Brown be out there. Tampa Bay did clinch the division. And the only way they can get the one seed, they have to catch the Packers who are a game ahead. Um, they're 12 and whatever. And Tampa is currently at 11. So assuming they probably both win this week. Um, it would come down to next week, I guess. So what are your thoughts? I mean, if we're trying to judge Tampa Bay's desire to win this game, as far as them clinching the division, <clears throat> I'll lay the groundwork. They're the four seed right now. So Los Angeles and the Cowboys have the same record. Um, and both of them are seated higher at two and three. So what this means is <clears throat> you got to look beyond the first round here, assuming that the, the four seeds, the top four seeds will be who plays in the second week of this playoffs Tampa right now is looking for a definitive uh, road game. So they're going to want to try to jump these two teams. 
um, at least get into that two seed so that they can host the second round game against either the Rams or the Cowboys if the favorites win. Why don't so I think Tampa has a lot of um, desire to win this game. It's a big problem if Antonio Brown's not going to play, right? Because you got too many wide receivers out for Tampa Bay and they've proven, you know, especially with Leonard Fournette gone, um, how many horses in that stable can you lose and still be successful? I, I worry about that tremendously, but I, you know, is, was it the ankle that helped yeah, Antonio Brown out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's problem. So the question is, and which I wouldn't put past Tampa Bay is, you know, do you want to rest Antonio Brown? Even if he can give it a go, he means that much to the team with Godwin out now and Leonard Fournette out that you would want him for the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. If he plays, I think they roll and, you know, Tom, Tom Brady's obviously going to try to win this game. Um, as best he can. So that should against the jets translate into a 20, 25 point win. I would think. Okay. All right. Next game up is Atlanta at Buffalo open at minus 13 and a half. It's up to minus 14 and a half. Atlanta has an outside chance to make the playoffs. Bills um, are still in it um, and can win the division. They're kind of battling with the Patriots for the top spot. Um, So, We've said a million times Buffalo beats up on bad teams. I would kind of consider Atlanta a bad team. So I could see Buffalo like totally rolling in this game. Um, but it's it's a big line. So if I'm going to take them, I have to tease it down. Yeah, I like Atlanta here. I mean, I just like don't think that Buffalo is a 14 and a half point favorite. Against well, I feel like this team. is the type of team that they can make them look like that team that you, you thought know, they were going to be. That was my first thought that they could. But my my problem here is Matt Ryan. Because Matt Ryan's getting a little long in the tooth. I don't know how much many more games he's going to play. But he's, you know, he is a consummate professional and a veteran here that I think could keep this game close. I don't think Buffalo can really blow anybody out at this point. So um, I think Atlanta's like almost like th- th- look at them as like the better of the bad teams. You know, the bad teams in the league. They're at well, the, t- you the got, top of the level of the bad trash that's out there. You also got Matt Ryan going on the road in Buffalo. Like cold weather. Yeah. Like I don't expect them to win, but <clears throat> I think they can keep it within 10 points. Mm, I'm not sure that they can. And All the right. line's 14 and a half. So yeah. if it stays over two touchdowns, I would take the points. Um, All right. So next game up is Arizona at Dallas. This is probably one of the big marquee games of the week. Obviously, Dallas has looked pretty strong last week. They totally dominated the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team. Um, But if you look at the teams that they've dominated, it's the Saints, Washington, the Giants and Washington again in the last four weeks. So I don't know. You know how much that means. I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. Arizona is getting their center back. He's missed the last few games. Rodney Hudson will be back. Um, I watching the Arizona game last week was kind of like rough because the the penalties and just the like mistakes. Um, what I worry about there is is Connor being out because they were rolling pretty. I mean, they were doing decent. Their offense was moving a little bit with Connor, but they look like they struggled a little bit with Edmonds being alone back. Connor could be back, but, you know, he's going to be a limited. So the thing that I'm looking at here is I just think that Dallas is way too uh, pumped up here on the line. I just don't see why Dallas against a good team is oh, going to be Did I forget to mention the line? Did I say it? I don't think I did. I don't it know, opened sure. at minus two and a half. It's up to minus six. Yeah. So I mean, um, right there, I'm going to take Arizona. And Dallas is pretty much locked up their spot in the division, right? Um, 
and Arizona obviously came on very strong, but now they're out of the first spot in their division, um, kind of fighting the Rams for that first spot. Yeah, Dallas clinched the division. Yeah. Um. So I think I got to take the points and take Arizona. I don't necessarily feel good about it with what they've done in the past few weeks, but I mean, yeah. this is a team that was what seven and zero to start the season. Um. So I think they can at least make it a competitive game. I just think the line's too high. It doesn't make any sense. Does that mean you're on Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Next game is Carolina at New Orleans. Open at minus seven in favor of New Orleans. It's down to minus six and a half. Um, so Carolina obviously is out of the playoffs. Um, New Orleans does. Why do I keep saying New Orleans, New Orleans? Anyway. Um, I'm saying it like different than I normally do. So, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, the Saints actually do have a shot at the playoffs and they play Carolina this week and Atlanta next week. So if they went out, they could get in. Um, and I think they have a pretty good shot at doing that. So um, we will have Taysom Hill back at quarterback this week. Uh, Sam Darnold will be the starter for the Carolina Panthers. We've seen him struggle um, when he goes up against good coaches like Bill Belichick. I think Sean Payton can do the same. Um, and with their playoff life on the line, I think they can pull out the victory. This is probably one of my favorite plays of the week, the Saints. Yeah, it's one of my games that I'm like, uh, if I have to play it, I'll take the Saints. Hmm. Um I really don't like Sam Darnold coming back. You know, he was looking bad before he went out for a bunch of weeks here. Now he's coming back, finished the last two games of the season. And New Orleans, like you said, they think that they have a shot at the playoffs. So they're going to get everything that, that New Orleans has to offer. They're playing at home. It's less than a touchdown. I'll take the Saints. All right. Next game up is Philadelphia at Washington. Open at minus two and a half. It's at minus four and a half. Uh, we had it. We had Antonio Gibson added to the COVID list today. Um, I don't have much to say about this game. I don't know what's wrong with Washington. I guess it's just like too many injuries piling up, but they obviously have not looked good the past few weeks. So is Gibson out? Yes. <laughs> wow. I don't know how they lose this game. Who? Oh, the, the Eagles. Eagles? Oh, and I'm not wearing my Eagle sweatshirt because I'm – Picking the Eagles here. I'm just wearing it because it was a, a Christmas gift. It's the obligatory wear. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> even, giving the, even giving me the uh, obligatory wear. That's that's above what you normally do. You just throw it in a corner and never look at it again. I know. Although it, it's very tight in the sleeves. Wow. Um, okay. Anyway, so I, I have no. There like, was a tight strategy going on there with I that have purchase. No but play on this game. Um, but I guess it sounds like you're firmly on the Eagles here. Mm. I'll be honest with you. I don't like the spot for the Eagles. This feels very much like the Eagles heading into the Giants game that they lost where, all right, we're getting some momentum. We turned a corner and everybody thinks that the Eagles are going to roll. I feel that everybody feels like the Eagles are going to roll in this game. Um, I was honestly set to tell you to take the, the Washington football team, almost called them the R word, take the Washington football team, over three points and the line's four and a half. But without Gibson, I mean, that's their whole team right now, the way they roll with it. I mean, McLaren hasn't done much. Gibson, even in the game that the Eagles beat them with the backup quarterback in Philly on the Tuesday night, Gibson looked really good. He was pretty much their whole offense. 
McLaren had a couple passes, but um, without Gibson, I just don't know how they win. I don't see a path to victory. So I flip it over to the Eagles on this one. All right. I have no play on this game. Next game up is Kansas City at Cincinnati. Um, So Kansas City has clinched their division and Cincinnati is currently on top of their division, although their division is pretty close. Um, So I think it's still anybody's game in that one. Steve, do you back me up on that one? Kansas City? No, the Cincinnati, their division is pretty close. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati is very close. Cincinnati is actually leading the division. They're at nine and six. They're a game over the Ravens. They have to have all the tiebreakers, though, because they've beaten all the all the division teams except They're four one. and one in the division. Yeah. So uh, the next best record is, you know, the Steelers and the Browns, who are at the bottom of the division at two and two. Baltimore's actually got a poor division record. They're the inverse of Cincinnati. They're one and four. So the Bengals really look like two games up on the Ravens. So with a win here, it should probably clinch. It will clinch. Um, all right. So this is the other probably big, big game of the week. Um, the Chiefs will have Travis Kelsey back from the COVID list. He missed last week. Um, you can run on the Chiefs, so I think it could be a good mixing game. I worry a little bit about Cincinnati after they've, they've had these big wins in the division games and kind of come out flat. The next week, that's the week that they lost to the Jets. Um, They lost to the Chargers. Um, So I worry about that, but I would assume that this is kind of a a get-up game for them going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. There was some drama last week with them still throwing the ball in the fourth quarter when they were up by like 20 points. Um, So I would assume that Joe Burrow has something to prove going up against Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I don't necessarily feel good about it, but I think that the Bengals can at least keep it close. So I'm going to take the points and go with Cincinnati. The line is minus four and a half because I think I forgot to mention it again. I like Kansas City. <laughs> I think it seems like everybody likes Kansas City. Yeah, I like them now. I mean, they I, have had eight straight wins. I feel like they're due for a loss. They're chugging to the Super Bowl, man. I, I just like Kansas City. I think Cincinnati I still don't against, see I think Cincinnati that. and the pressure. Cincinnati's not big time yet. Right? This is now where the pressure starts to 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 kick in for Joe Barrow and the rest of the Bengals. I think they're gonna choke. Well, this would be a statement game for him, especially after last week. Um They're gonna choke. I don't think so. Well, I still haven't seen anything out of the Chiefs that really like makes me think that they're the Chiefs that they were last week. Four points. No, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to lose. Oh, my God. Are you scared? Get a dog. It's it's like the jinx. You're the jinx. If I bet you, I lose. Okay. So I'm not going to bet you, and then the Kansas, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals will beat the Chiefs. I'm the jinx. You are. I'm the jinx. <laughs> All right. Next game up is Jacksonville at New England. Open at minus 15 and a half. It's up to minus 16 and a half. Obviously, Jacksonville has been out of the playoff race since the season started. Uh, New England is vying with the Bills for the division. This is a big line. Um, but it's Belichick versus the rookie. Jacksonville is obviously a shit show in their own rights. They actually have a long list of players on COVID. I didn't necessarily see any names worth mentioning, but they have 18 players total on the list. So I do think that this could be like a 21 to nothing or whatever to nothing type game. So 
I would prefer it closer to 14, but I'm almost inclined to take it. I would take it. I just don't think Jacksonville's going to score a lot of points. I agree with your I mean, assessment. The Titans I could see like a 24 nothing, 27 3 score. Yeah. So. I mean, or, you get scared looking at a line this big, right? Yeah. But um, truth is, Belichick's defense is probably going to shut these guys down. So. Yeah, I definitely think they can. All right. Next game up is Miami at Tennessee. It opened at minus three and a half. It is down to three. Uh, Miami has obviously been winning games, um, but when you look back at the teams that they've won, uh, they played the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets, the Saints with a four-string quarterback. So when I when I went back and looked at that, I mean, it made me feel better um, because obviously I like Tennessee. Um, Indy has made a run of this for the division. So Tennessee definitely needs this win to stay on top. And we've seen them um, get it done as long as they have AJ Brown out there. I think they'll be okay. Um, so I would take it at three. The hook kind of scares me a little bit. They do have Julio. It is, it is three and a half, by the way. No, it was down to three when I looked. Yeah. Well, one line is three. The rest of them are three All right, and a half. Well, then buy the half a point. How about that? Well, listen, I'm not trying to, you know, say who's right or wrong, whatever. It's three and a half, and that is relevant here because of the I feel like it is a three point game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee point. wins by three. Okay. So the three and a half kind of scares me. I'd like to get it down to take the point and go down to two and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would like um, to go down to two and a half, okay. take the whole point. Okay. Um so we do we they have Julio Jones, who obviously has not lived up to expectations when they signed him bud dupree and D'Amico autry on the COVID list um there were two other players that were on the COVID list that they activated today that westbrook keen um and i forget who the other guy was but um i would assume that they these three have a chance to be activated before uh sunday um julio i think is kind of irrelevant although i guess having the body out there helps um but it would be nice to see bud dupree and Domingo autry look out you have there. the open and the one line the one casino printed uh-huh. that one casino is the only one that has no, no three. this is the Every open one has them at three and, a half. and the consensus <laughs> i cut and paste the consensus this one into my sheet mm-hmm. but i looked at it earlier and even though see three and a half, three and a half down to three, because when I looked earlier, it after I printed this, it was down to three. Okay, it's scary because I think the game's right there. Okay, so are you on the Titans at three? I I, I don't like Miami, but I'm concerned it's a three point game. But I'm not trying to bet like what the score is exactly. That just concerns me. So I would just ignore it and take Tennessee. Would you take Tennessee at three and a half? You have to. I I don't think I'm going to lay off of it. But uh, A.J. Brown's playing. I think Miami. mm. Just okay. The smart move here is lay off at three and a half. Honestly. Yeah, I probably wouldn't at three and a half. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm not taking Miami. In any scenario, it's not like if it's three and a half, I'll flip it to Miami. I do feel strong. It's probably a three point game, but I would just lay off myself at three and a half and then take Tennessee at three. Okay. 
All right, I'm glad we're on the same side there, dear. All right, next game up is just dear me. Denver at LA Chargers. Um, opened at minus six in favor of the Chargers. It's up to minus seven and a half. Um, the Chargers did lose this when they played the Broncos earlier in the season. Uh, Denver has some COVID issues. Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick are both both on the COVID list. Um, Chargers obviously got blown out by the freaking Houston Texans last week. Um, so Denver is pretty much out of the playoff race. The Chargers, like they're, I don't even know if they can make it, even if they win out, but they definitely need this win to stay in it. Um, I don't even know if I could take them above seven because I could see like you can run on the Chargers. The Chargers defense has just been horrible this year. So I could see Denver like being able to compete. Although last week's game with Denver and Drew Locke was a strange game. Like Locke didn't do anything. The running backs didn't do anything. It was just bizarre. Um, So I lean Chargers. I would take them up to seven and that's about it. Yeah, I wasn't aware of the COVID issues. That's mean it's their receiving core. So um, if they play, I like Denver. If not, I'd lay off. I'm not a huge Chargers getting giving up uh, over a touchdown fan. I am, I'm a, I know I'm a fan it's of the Chargers, but it, it's been like the typical Chargers, like even going back to like Philip Rivers days and the Anthony Lynn days. Like they just never got there. How could you feel comfortable laying eight points with the Chargers? Well, yeah, I definitely. I said up to seven. Like Denver, who beat them the first game. That was a fluky game, though. It kind of shifted on a, you know, a fluky play with a turnover. What was the final? 28-14? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Denver. But that was, the, I mean, it was like literally a 14-point swing on that one play. So listen, what the hell was going on last week with them losing to Houston? Let's talk about last week because we got to own up when we. Well, I, mean, I think we have to start. I screwed my whole week up. We have to start giving Davis Mills a little bit of credit. Well, I mean, the guy's playing I mean, enough. He should finally get the hang of it, I guess. But well, I mean, we laughed when the they came out and said that he's the guy for the rest of the season over Tyrod Taylor, and since then he's actually played pretty well. Yeah, that's insane. So, I don't know. But that leads us into the next game, which I find fascinating. We have the Houston Texans with Davis Mills traveling to San Francisco. It opened at minus 15 in favor of San Fran. It's down to minus 12 and a half. Would you believe that 80% of the money in this game is on the Texans? Yeah, because Garoppolo is probably out. So it's going to be a Trey Lance game. But still... 80% 80% of the money is on the Houston Texans in any game. There's a lot of points. I don't care if the Houston Texans are playing the New York Jets or the New York Giants. Like 80% of the money shouldn't be on the Texans. It's a lot of points. That's crazy. And to be honest with you, well, the one thing about Lance, I mean, he's a young rookie quarterback, but I mean, we all hate Garoppolo, right? So wouldn't you look at it as a positive Garoppolo wouldn't play? Well, I think but- Jimmy, Pro- Jimmy Garoppolo has actually played pretty well this season and obviously it, maybe there are some injuries that are causing like the last decent since Kittle and Debo came back well you, you know can say I mean? that he's about ma- anybody good, though he's been a good game manager like how good would Aaron Rodgers be if he doesn't have Devontae Adams out there like that's relevant 
But regardless, I think I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo has been fully ruled out, but um, and we did see Trey Lance start at least one game this year, but I think it was against the Arizona Cardinals early in the season when they were pretty much rolling. It was not good. There was a lot of hype on him. Um, coming into the season. So I don't know what to make of Trey Lance. Um, if Jimmy G was starting this game, I would feel pretty good taking San Francisco. But with Lance, he's kind of like the outlier, and I don't know what to do with that. But the fact that 80% of the money is on the Houston Texans is just mind-blowing to me, and it really want, makes me want to take San Francisco because I think at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan is a smart enough coach to, to come out with the right game plan to beat the Texans. So I wouldn't take it at 12 and a half against uh, Trey Lance's starting, but that's still kind of my lean. Well, I mean, I would take... Do you even know what game we're talking about? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I have Houston circled, but you're throwing you're, me off with the whole the 80%. You're throwing me you're all, the public, Steve. Well, you're throwing me off with the 80% of the number you. on Houston. So, you know, I, I have no opinion on this game. I'm going to lay off. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that, like, like just stands out to me, like, boldly, is, like, when 80% of the money is on Houston, you just, you take Sam Fran. You say fuck it and you just do it even though it doesn't feel good because what's going to happen here is I'm not going to do it and then when it's all said and done Sam Fran is going to win by more than 12 and a half and I'm going to be like I should have just had the guts to do it even though it didn't feel good so yeah, all right, like like I'm it. done with that game I like it I think that's the way you go at it on Sunday. I mean so many times this year I've just like when the Saints played the box like I couldn't do it but I knew it yeah, that's feeling. You got to register that feeling and be like, when you have that feeling about a game, like that's the one I didn't really want to pull the trigger on, but I felt good about it, but I didn't have enough guts to do it. Yeah. When you get that feeling, then you just memory recall and unload on that team. All right. So next game up is Detroit at Seattle. I think both of these teams are out of the playoff race at this point. Obviously, Detroit is in Seattle's what, 5 and 10? So they're out. Um, open at minus 9.5 in favor of Seattle. It's down to minus 7.5. I'm going to take the same approach I've taken most of the season. I'm just going to take the points with Detroit. Um, Seattle's the third worst team in the NFC. Yeah. Detroit's the worst, but... So I guess they'll wait till the season's over to fire Pete Carroll. Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle here. No. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. One reason, one reason only. Everybody and their mother <clears throat> is on Detroit. Well, the majority of the money is Detroit on Detroit. Detroit sucks. Well, so but just, here's. Just don't think about it. Take Seattle. But here, there's a couple games where the percentage of the bets versus the percentage of the handle is different. And this is one of them. And it's the percentage of the bets is on um, Detroit, Seattle. And the percentage of the handle is on Detroit. Oh, telling you that the sharp money is on Detroit. Correct. So um, the Lions do have some COVID issues. Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond are out. I think it's well, not. I, sh though. I shouldn't say out. They're on the COVID list right now. Um, Goff will be returning this week. Seattle. Um, Goff obviously played in LA where they were part of this division. 
and they dominated that matchup. So I'm pretty sure Seattle is checked out at this point. I'm going to take the points and take Detroit. And I feel pretty good about it. From a fantasy perspective, should, should people be looking at the St. Brown guy? Um, you know, he scored a touchdown. Well, the last maybe two especially weeks and with some uh, Josh Reynolds out because Reynolds and Goff had the connection Is back. Reynolds out and the Rams. Sure. Well, he's on COVID. Okay, so he could get back in. But I feel like he was recently added to COVID. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy just seems like he's put up a lot of points, and now we're getting into crunch time. You know, well, for playoffs. Like for uh, me personally, I'm in, a, I'm in the championship in the league. <clears throat> right. So. He should but get he's more kind targets, of, he's right? He stepped up since Hawkinson went down, was my point. And Hawkinson's out this week? He's out for the rest of the season. Oh. Yeah, um, look for Brown if he's on your waiver wire. He's on a lot of waiver wires out there. You will have um, Swift coming back this week. Oh, that'll help. So, um, all right, but you're taking Seattle there. Yes. At seven and a half. Only because everybody that I see is on Seattle. Like At seven and a half. Single, um, every single person's on Detroit. Seven and a half. I'm taking Detroit. I mean, Seattle. <laughs> Mess this one up. We got to wrap this up. All right. Next game. It's New Year's Eve. It's getting late. LA. We're approaching midnight. We've already <laughs> celebrated New Year's, Steve. Was it our, just because our kids can't tell time. We did it at 930 so we could get them to sleep so we could do the podcast. Doesn't mean that's New Year's. Um, all we right. We're 45 minutes out right now. Next game. It's 1118. LA Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it sounds like Lamar Jackson is trending in the wrong direction. It will most likely be Tyler. Is that his first name? Hunley? Yeah, he just um, cleared protocol today, I think. Or so yesterday. he will be back. He's obviously proved himself to be a capable backup, kind of similar to Lamar Jackson. Loves Mark Andrews, by the way. Yeah, um, Mark Andrews in your family. We lineup. saw Joe Burrow carve up the Baltimore secondary last week. I feel like Matt Stafford can do the same. And I kind of feel like if the Rams just cover uh, Mark Andrews, who they're a little bit better against the tight end to begin with, that they can comfortably cover five and a half. So I'm on the Rams. This is probably the first time all season. Would you stop looking at your goddamn phone? Um, this is probably the first time to me? that I've been on. Did you ask me a question or something? <laughs> this is probably the first time I've been on the Rams in a long time. What's your thought on this game, Steve? Rams blow out. Huntley sucks. He came back against uh, Green Bay after sucking it up for basically the whole game. And all he can do is run. He can throw some a little bit of short outs, you know, five, ten yard passes. To who? But yeah, that's Mark what I'm saying. Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews. That's I was trying much to see if you were paying attention. But no, I heard Mark Andrews <laughs> play Mark Andrews. Didn't I actually say after you said Mark Andrews to play him in FanDuel? Well, let's go back to the tape and you'll see that I was paying attention the whole time. So. Rams. All right. We're on the same side there. Next game, Sunday night, Minnesota traveling to Green Bay. No cousins. Open at minus seven. It's up to minus 13. I actually heard this on the radio earlier and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could get in there real quick and get this before the line goes up. And then I forgot about it. And then I heard that it was already up to 13. That yeah, was like 13. a massive line jump. Seven very to quickly. 13, right? Yeah. Almost put a full touchdown on. Yes. Deservedly so. So it's going to be, be cold in Green Bay on Sunday. It will be Sean Mannion. Who? Oh, I've heard the name, but I can't really tell you much about he's him. A rookie. Oh, no. He's been in the league no, for like seven or eight years. Um, Packers obviously lost the last two games against the Vikings, which is kind of surprising when I saw that. Um, but the yeah. Packers have not lost at home this season. 
So I obviously think Green Bay wins. I don't know if I feel good taking them at 13, though. Um, no Cousins, it's tough to really even get a feel on this game. But I would take Green Bay just because, you know, backup quarterback against a team like Green Bay is the number one seed. They're going to have to put some points up on the board to stay with Green Bay. So... You got. I mean, um, Green Bay has let a few teams back in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it is a division game. So, so. You, you know, my first thought before I realized when I was doing research on this game uh, earlier today, like, well, what is going on with this game? Is thirteen points, and I didn't realize that Kirk Cousins, who just got announced today, is on the COVID list, is unvaccinated um, since he registered on COVID Friday. Five days puts him past Sunday's game, right? So he's definitely not playing. That's why he's out. So I would take Green Bay. That was great deductive reasoning, Steve. Some people don't know the rules and the rules are changing. So I'm just trying to make sure everybody okay. understands the rules. All right. So last game on the card is the Monday, Green Bay. The Monday night game. Thus, vis Green Bay. The Monday night game division matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers open at minus one and a half in favor of Pittsburgh. It shifted to minus three and a half in favor of Cleveland. Um, Shifted. Pittsburgh won the last matchup earlier this season, 15 to 10. Um, Cleveland did not have Nick Chubb in that game. Chubb. You, you can run on Pittsburgh. <laughs> what are we doing after this? <laughs> um, and you might have heard that this could be Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field. Could be. Ever. Ever. Don. No more. So who are you picking this game? <laughs> I say send Ben Raplisberger off as a loser. Take Cleveland. Well, who's the bigger loser, Baker Mayfield or Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know. I mean, could anybody ever get over Ben Roethlisberger's stories in like 2007, 2008? I mean, crash his motorcycle, going to parties with like, you know, 14 year olds and ended up in a bathroom with him. Like, I hate Ben Roethlisberger. He's a pedophile. He's a jerk off. He tries to act like nothing happened. I mean, do you know he actually got charged oh my God, are we with seriously? underage drinking um, <sighs> and whatever happened in that bathroom, then went and befriended the deputy, went out and drank beers with him just so they wouldn't press charges on him. I mean, what a jerk off. They couldn't replace this guy in Pittsburgh fast enough. Get him out of there. I hope they put him in a body bag for his last game. Go Cleveland. Screw Pittsburgh. I'll take the Browns. That crazy on you there, right? I mean, I, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. He's a jerk Wow, off. I never knew this. You don't. This, this deep-seated hatred for well, Ben Roethlisberger. Here's the deal, man. I mean, like, you probably, this, this all this story happened before you really started paying attention to football. I remember him being accused like, of, like, sexual assault or something. Let me tell you a quick story, all right? Uh, this is probably going back about six years ago. And I'm at the no, grocery no, no. market. Real quick. <laughs> and I'm at the grocery market. I'm checking out. And there's a girl. It's, like, football Sunday or whatever. And everybody's got their jerseys on. And this girl's got a steal. Steelers Roethlisberger jersey on, and she looked young. So, I mean, she she's working at the grocery store. No, wait a minute. At, at youngest, she was seventeen. She was. How probably, old are you at this point? Uh, probably like 35, 36, okay. right? right? Go ahead. And I look at the girl and I say, you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. 
But if you were my daughter, I wouldn't let you come out of the house with that jersey on. Do you have any idea what the background is on this guy? Oh, no, I just like the Steelers. I just, it's just football Sunday. I just want to wear the jersey. Yeah. Well, listen, girl, you should probably pay attention to who you're putting on the back of your shirt, walking around at work wearing. I would never let my daughter out with a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. That dude's a jerk. Wow. You have no idea. I never knew you had this deep-seated hatred. Right. He's going, he's, he's ah, unbelievable. I don't want to get into the details of the story, but he's basically, you well, know, Well, that's just the point, girls. though. Isn't it a story? Like, he was never charged or convicted of anything. Listen, there's a moral code, and not a lot of people live by it. But someday, somebody's going to come for Ben Roethlisberger, and he's going to pay for that account. Mark my words. Okay. All right. So, I... Don't even know where to go after that. Um, Bartender, give me another. But we'll uh, we'll wish you all a happy new year. I think I forgot in the beginning to ask you <laughs> to remember that we're available like, anywhere subscribe. you can. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Dude, how much have you had to drink? Like, go for it. Sorry. All right. Gonna, didn't mean to step on your toes do on you the like subscribe Do you have the thing. outro music ready? No, but if you give me a second, I get done. <laughs> I don't think we have a second. Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes with the whole like subscribe. No, thing. it was kind of the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing that you just kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to understand, dude. I mean, that's like, I don't. I'm glad they're underage girls. All right. Well, hey, anyway, we should probably end this on a better note. So, happy new year, and we will see you back here once more for week 18. Peace. I'm finna call me too many. The Ebony Lover. I'm about to take the theory when I'm under the cover.